Hey everyone, welcome to another Book Sounds Book Reviews. I'm Tracy. And I'm Eric. All right, so if you're hearing my voice, that means that Eric has this book review. What do you got for us today, Eric? So today we're reviewing another strange book for Eric to read. And and the funny thing is, is how I came to this book, how I ended up reading this book was just basically because of the author. So many, many years ago, I read another book called The Long Tail by this author, Chris Anderson. And he basically, the book, The Long Tail was written written basically about a topic that is basically the foundation of my entire business. So I just, his name has always stuck with me. That book is very memorable mm-hmm. to me because it has so much to do with what I do. Right. So I saw this book. I didn't even, I just picked it up and bought it, to be honest with you. I didn't, didn't even, even read what the book was about. You know what? I just, I've done that before, I think. It's just like, you know, it's it's going to be good just because of who it is. So, so the name of the book is called Makers, The New Industrial Revolution. So you're going to find out very shortly, if, if anybody out there that's listening to this knows who I am, this is not something that's in my wheelhouse at all, but I, I still found it extremely say, fascinating. You know, by the way, pretty soon, you're going to have to stop saying, this is a different kind of book for me because- Well, um, once we get back to books that I would typically read, I'll I, happily do that for I know, you. but but I'm kind of starting to think that you're just all over the place at this point. I might be, so, yeah. So- but that's, that's kind of a good thing. Actually, the beauty of when what I love about going to like a bookstore and buying buying clearance books, yeah, is that is, it widens your scope of books you'll buy because no, you true. just have a limited, uh, uh, you know, like there's not every book in the world that you could choose from, so well, you right. can't necessarily choose a book that's right in the niche you no, want to read. It's, it's true, and and yesterday I know you you just bought a new book. Mm-hmm. And uh, no, and right now I'm reading a little bit off of off of my scope, so that's that's a little bit different too. So, sorry, I just had to had to toss that in there. So, so what what the maker this maker's book is about is is it's taking a look at the idea of like 3D printers revolutionizing oh. the way. We manufacture products. Okay. I think I remember you kind of telling me this because you wanted to get a 3D printer so I bad am after still you thinking, read this. I'm still thinking about it, but I think I would be too, <laughs> it'd be too tedious for me to ever get into it. So, what the author I, is basically, I would do that. What the author is basically proposing is that 3D printers. Now, one of the most important things to remember about this book is because when I read this book, I read this again when we were in Columbia. Mm-hmm. So I read this in 2023 and everything this guy that ma- says makes complete sense to me. Like I can see this happening. Right. But the most important thing to realize is this book was written in 2012. Oh, wow. Before there was probably most people even knew 3D printers were in existence. And I'm trying to th- I remember. I can't imagine well, that. Well, I remember seeing on an episode of Project Runway, somebody used 3D printers to make jewelry. And I haven't watched Project Runway in years. And I would say that in 2012, I probably knew 3D printers were in existence, but it was just a thing. Like right. you didn't. 
you never saw one. I, hell, I haven't even seen one yet in, in per, live in person. Well, yet I've never to this seen day, one but, in person yet. But I mean, and now that was that was probably early in their existence. It was when very. I, when it was in, and it was probably it was on like that show the, and. The probably so, the cheapest one you could buy was like five grand. Now you can buy a three D printer for two hundred bucks. But the point is, is that this was extremely, extremely ahead of its time. Oh, I I imagine. So, so what the book it talks about is how, first of all, by creating three D printers, what's going to happen is it used to be such such a hard thing. Like today in the world, if you want to build a product, it's extremely difficult to do because it costs so much to manufacture the, a product that you have to manufacture it in such large quantities that it's extremely expensive to do. Not only because you have to buy such a large quantity of it, Right. But also just to get these manufacturing companies to create whatever they have to create to to create the product. I think they call it like the product mold or whatever. Oh yeah. That, that can cost like thousands and thousands of dollars. I feel like just, just to create that mold. And then, yep. and then on top of that, they're going to, they're not, they won't create the mold for you until you're willing to buy like 5,000 units yep. or something like that. And what they're saying is, is with 3d printers, all that goes out the window. Oh you, really? Yeah. Because you, now it, it per unit. So, one of the big things they looked at was 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 that traditional manufacturing will never go away. Right. Because the way they do it today per unit, if you manufacture in huge quantities, you can still manufacture cheaper than you could manufacture with the 3D printer. Yeah. But with Actually, the 3D printer, sense. it's going to enable products that there's a small niche of people. Yeah. That that would use this product, but it's not enough people to manufacture in huge quantities. Mm -hmm. They will be able to utilize 3D printing to make products for those people. So mm -hmm. you're going to see product lines become way more niche down. For, for instance, and you know, like like look at a company like Nike. Oh, right yeah. now, right now they make shoes. Yeah, you know, you probably you probably like your Nike shoes. But they're more designed for probably a runner, and maybe you're not yep. a runner or whatever. But with this kind of technologies, maybe not necessarily with shoes, but with many types of products, they could cradle down and create the exact product that you want. That's amazing. And, and because they could do it on one-off, right? They, you know, one-off printings. You know, they can, they can just manufacture that one unique item for you that's just perfect for you so basically what they what this guy is saying is is that by doing this we're we're creating basically what what open source software did the computer software oh yeah that makes sense because you know anybody now can create niche down products that people want and manufacture yeah. them at a low cost and send them out so Basically, this book talks about how you're going to see markets, mar like markets getting more segmented because people are going to be wanting specific things just that they want, that not necessarily like yeah. the bulk quantity. When you build a product now, you have to look at there's 300 million people in it. What does this product look like that we can sell it to the most people? Yeah. Whereas 
they won't have to look at it that way anymore. They're going to create this base product and then they're going to create all these little features that you can put onto that product. Oh, so cool. Specifically for your needs, so to speak. Yeah. And so what that's going to do is it's going to make everything more customized. It's going to make people, it's going to be be able to, that anybody in their garage can become a manufacturer of products because all you need now is a 3D printer. Oh, wow. And, and so, so one of the big things that he pushed in this book is there's all the, if you're one of these people that's obsessed with the fact that there's no manufacturing jobs in the United States right now. There you go. He says this is the wave that's going to bring a ton of manufacturing jobs back yep. to the U.S. Because, because there's going to be millions, hundreds, well, I shouldn't say millions, but hundreds of thousands little companies yep. manufacturing these custom products for people. And think of the jobs that's going to create. So basically what he's calling for is, I'm sure you're familiar with, the industrial revolution was when when they figured out how to basically operate a factory. Yeah. You know, assembly lines and things like that. And he says this is the next wave of that. Yeah, it's just kind of gonna it's, be like a mini. It's just gonna be something. very different because it's gonna bring back more small time products, small time companies, but they're all gonna be manufacturing these products that that are just completely specific to a certain person. That's really cool. A a certain niche of people. So basically, when you look at the internet, you can look up anything you want on the internet. I mean, if you want to know how to manufacture a diaper, somebody will have put that information on the internet, and they're basically stating that 3D printers could do the same thing to physical products, where anything you could ever dream of wanting will be available. That's crazy. So really this this got me excited about this whole concept. Oh yeah. And I really thought about it. Like you said, I thought about like, should I get a 3D printer? Because this is really cool sounding. But then I realized that I don't have the patience to sit there and design these types of products and I do. stuff. So but you forget that you have a wife who sits and edits at the computer for hours and does the most ridiculous editing. So that's very true. So, but yeah, so that's basically what covered in this book. I thought this book is, again, it's not a topic that I'd like prior to reading this book, I had never thought about a 3D printer before. Right. But I, I, I will tell you that I have actually thought I would love to play on a 3D printer before, mm-hmm. before you. And then when you're like, I would love to get a 3D printer. I was like, really? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, so that, that actually, but it, it makes sense, you know, and especially if you have all these little people, not little people, but all these people getting 3D printers, think about how many people are trying to work from home now or haven't returned to, to a, a job, a physical job or whatever. And that would allow more and more people to work from home, work from their garage, or maybe work from their house and invite two people to work with them. Mm-hmm. And that would be that would be really, really amazing. It's kind of like like you say, like a next wave and and just something different because I think that that there's there really is now 
a change that is going on with the workforce after after this whole pandemic thing i think there's a lot of people who are who are changing the way that they are that they are trying to live their lives and 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 work and and do their work and life balance so i think that something like this would be amazing so that they don't have to go to uh an actual job or an industrial job for for how many hours a day they can just be like honey i'm gonna go to work and go to the garage for mm-hmm. for a little while and then she'll be like yeah can you pop your head in in a half hour and check on the kids and and that would be really really cool mm-hmm. and, and and that's the beauty of it is is that this is all all this technology is coming up i think at like the perfect time because it they, really really is they are anticipating that that just what you talked about, like somebody lit working in their garage, over the next 20, 30 years, that is going to become a vi- much more common thing yes. than it is today. Like that trends are heading towards where people are starting little side hustles, things yes. like that. And this technology fits perfectly into that. Mm-hmm. So not only is it here it's an option but it's here and an option at the perfect time yeah because people they're looking for things to do like this Mm -hmm. yeah because we've we really have talked to a number of people who have sort of reevaluated their life in the last couple years and they're like i don't want to go back to where i was working or i can't or whatever and yeah this is just this is just sort of the way that things seem to be transitioning and I think, I think it's great. I think it's, but I think what's, what's even more weird is I do recall you reading this in Columbia. And I remember you saying like, this is not a recent book or, or something that was written in the last two years. And he called it. Yeah. I mean, in granted, we're not there, not right now. Right. But, but he's, but you, it's see, very, very well I, could be. May, maybe I'm crazy, but when I think about it and what I know about 3D printers and what I see going on yeah. out there with 3D printers, like I know multiple people. I know the tech had a student come through that was printing mm-hmm. things on 3D printers to sell. I, in one of my book selling group or one of my Amazon groups, there is a guy who produces some sort of products music products using a 3d printer and he sells them on amazon so this stuff is all around us right now public libraries are getting these things to allow people to print stuff that is cool well think about if you had a co-working space and you had one in there exactly yeah oh my gosh that would be amazing and it's like okay you know what you can use it just pay for the cost of materials and whatever because i mean that would be just because think about okay you have a lot of co-working spaces that have a podcasting area. Well, think about it. you put a 3D printer in there, mm. and that's just one other thing to service your people. I mean, I don't know, but I think that sounds like a really cool thing for a co-working space. It and is. And I, I would want to join a co-working space that had something like that. Mm. Why not? And And I mean, I highly recommend if anybody's listening to this podcast and finds this interesting, definitely pick this book up because I haven't even scratched the surface of what's in this book. I mean, there's a point in time in this book where the guy goes to a, he talks about a car company that's out there and they're really niche, really small. But I mean, 
they're already building 100% fully customized cars no for people. No way. Yeah, like, like every bit of the car you can customize to the way you want like, it to be and they I mean and the cars are ridiculously expensive I don't I want, I could see it if you said that they were building pedal cars for kids but no an but like full car on cars crazy. yeah they're they're in it's fully customized in every way and that is crazy. and the thing that just comes back to me in this this whole thing is is that this book was written eleven years ago. Yeah, and so some so those all of cars that was are probably our, even better now, right? And now all of that was happening eleven years ago. Yeah. So what's what's happening, happening now? now that I don't even know about? You know, well, like and all I can think about is when you when you keep saying fully customizable is I'm always searching for things and finding close but not quite. So all I'm thinking about is I could make what I want. And not get close, but but not quite. You know, like, so whatever I'm looking for, I could get what I want. Like, so when I'm looking for that suitcase, I could make my damn suitcase. <laughs> or you know what I mean? Just whatever I want. Right. And, and this is a big thing that they talked about in this book, too, that is really fascinating is they talked about, like, the prospect of there being... So right now, we go to Amazon, we search, we find the product we want, we buy it, they ship it to us, right? Well, what if you went to Amazon and instead of buying the product, you brought bought the design? Oh, yeah. For the 3D printer. And, and then you could load that design up in a tool and you could customize it all you want, but they would just sell you a design and then, and then you the, just printed it on your 3D printer yeah. or whatever device. And then maybe they, they would give you, um, if if you needed the stuff for it, like, uh, I don't know, plastic or whatever. Yeah, but they, I mean, that's just standard stuff you buy. It's yeah. not like they, you, but yeah. you But did, it's which kind is, of like, I know you can already go to Amazon and buy stuff for a little cabin and stuff and they give you the, the directions for it. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, yeah, and this hell. is the same concept and you would just buy the the design and you just print it off. And maybe the design would cost more because obviously you can print off as many as you want. Exactly. But but it would just be another way to to sell products that I mean, let's face it, that that's a game changer. It really is. And even if you don't have a 3D printer, well, if libraries are getting them, all yeah. you do is buy your product, go to the library, and they print it off for you. Yeah. Or you like know? I said, if a co-working space has some. Co-working I mean, space. Anyway. Again, you guys get on this stuff because that well, just seems like a too good of an idea and, to not. And, you know, like what's to say if this becomes a big enough thing in a marketplace like that exists, which I should be uh, clear, there are marketplaces like that today. But they're okay. just they're just niche. They're right, niche. Right, right. The, the people that are living in this world are the only yeah. ones using them. Yeah, it's but almost it, like an Etsy that's for this type of thing. Yeah, exactly. So, but what if? How long do you think before Walgreens put three D printers in their stores? FedEx, Kinkos, oh yeah, put 3D because printers. I mean, you can go there to print off your photos. So why not go right, off and print right. off all these different retailers that are doing similar things? With and, other markets, and would jump does, all over had having a 3D printer. And, in, and if you think about it, once one does, the other ones are eventually going to follow suit. Because right. I know CVS had alcohol first, and it took a little while, but then eventually Walgreens did. 
mm-hmm. because it was like, well, we guys guess we got to keep up with with CVS. I mean, I can't say for sure that that's why they did it, but you know that's why they did it. Yeah. So, so with that said, I mean, while while this book again was kind of out of my wheelhouse of books I read. I'm really glad. It's, I'm really glad that yeah. the guy wrote this book. I'm really I'm even more glad that I read the long tail because right. I would have never picked this book up if it wasn't for their long tail. And it just opened me uh, my eyes up to a world that I didn't really know existed. And I didn't really know how far they it had is, come already in 2012 in this world. It is pretty cool that you that you just picked it up. I, I have done that where I've just I'm like well, Emily Henry wrote a new book, and actually, the the book that I that I have that I'm I'm I might just start today anyway. I'm I'm trying to like get through my neurodivergent book before I start it, but uh, I have a book by Ashley Poston that recently came out, and I'm like, I don't know what it's about. I kind of know, but I'm just gonna order it because <laughs> I know, because I knew that her last one was so damn good, mm-hmm. and uh, and I knew that this one was a romance one, so I'm like, well, I'm gonna get it. And then when I read what it was about, I'm like, oh, yes. Hmm. So, um, but you got to stop reading books that, that I kind of want to read because I, I kind of have a long to be read book. Maybe list. I'm just really good at reviewing books. So you you just listen to my podcast review of the books and, and you're like, yeah. God, I want to read that book. So Yeah. And then I'll start reading. I'll be like, boring. And, and the other thing I will say too, to be truthful about it, there are times where this book gets it does get dry i, I will say this one i i want to read less than than la- the last one you reviewed just because i do think at times this one for only for me n- might get boring just because i'm not as much of a nonfiction. but it and, sounds interesting as i'll get out in the other the other thing that like and i can i can point this out directly for you so when i tend to look at things I love to look at things in in a a very I believe the right term is a very very macro level. So oh, like, like way big, way yeah. way back from it to see like okay if this happens what could happen to the world like how could things look different yeah. because of this whatever they're doing. This book is very much written in that way. Cool. And I think that I love that. Mhm. You don't like that. Maybe you do like it, but you don't do as well with it as I do. Because a lot of times I'll say things and I can tell when I say things and I'm thinking about it in a macro level. You like zoom it in really close and I'm like, you're missing the point of what's so exciting about it. Sometimes it takes me a second. Yeah. So so another thing I would tell anybody that's going to thinking about reading this book is, is that if you can't see things from the big level. That you might not get much value right. out of this book because it's all from the big level. Yeah, and that's the same thing. The long tail was was very much written in the same style where he took a ta- he took a very simple concept and he applied it to a huge space, like to these huge companies and how they were leveraging this one little thing, the long tail, mm-hmm. to make themselves money, and it. That one is also very fascinating, so I would recommend anybody. I might just buy every book by Chris Anderson to see what Honestly, he does, what LCS comes out with. So, good so, job, Chris Anderson. I don't say that to many people. So, but I guess I did. We did two podcast reviews today, and I said I'd read. 
every book by both of them. So, <laughs> so maybe I do it more often than I think. So, what would you give him or this book one out of five? What did I give the first book? I think you gave it a three point nine. I'm gonna go. Eh, I'm gonna. I'll. I'll give this one a four. Four. Yeah, yeah, I think I'll give this one a four because um, if this was a really, really a topic that I was really, really interested in, if that makes sense. Yeah. This book would be like an eleven out of five. Ooh. But because it it tackled it yeah. in, in exactly the way I would want you to tackle it. And it just but it was just it was just one of those offhand topics, but now But you, yeah, but so. but it made me a like it's something like, I was not interested in right. at all. But it pulled you in anyway. But now it sucked me in and I'm way more fascinated with it. But at the same time, it's still way off of base of right. anything I do. No, I, I, I actually I actually like that. I it it kind of I like your justification. I like I like how that makes complete sense. Yeah. But I mean the one thing I will say is is that I mean, even if you don't take anything else from the book, it just kind of makes you realize like when I read this book, I, I looked at this in a way where I'm like, how many things in the world exists like this 3D world, 3D printing world, where we don't really understand how complex, how much is going into this, how much is being done with this technology. Right. We don't even, most, the average person doesn't even realize this whole world exists yeah. because they've never been exposed to it. And I'm like, what else is out in the world that is the same way that right. I'm completely oblivious to is going on and if you knew what was going on, you'd be like, even if you're not interested, you're like, right. you're just that like, wow. is cool. Yeah. You know, that is that is so fascinating that people are focusing on that. And and I I feel like to a certain extent, everything has that group. Oh and we easily. don't we don't even realize it. Easily. And know? I'm sure that there's things that we know that are going on or that we've seen that people be like, Wow, I can't believe that that you're on the know about that and mm. you, you know there's just it's just too big of a world to really know everything right but and that's why we read so that we can learn a little bit a little bit more <laughs> and, right and, and you that's know and and sadly sometimes i read a little bit too much uh fiction if you want to say but i i don't i don't care because it takes me somewhere and that's where it, it makes and, me happy. And, and you know what? And I still learn sometimes with that. And that's yeah, okay. Yeah, no, you learn a lot more than you think. Because even still, even if you're not reading something like a, a nonfiction book that they actually- still, They intent, still put some, some stuff in there where I learn. And you're still okay. seeing inside that author. Right. You're still seeing inside that person. So you're in that person- has insights and things that exactly. you have no experience with, so you're exactly. growing by reading that. Yep, and I, and either way, it's still stimulating my brain. Mm. And so, and I always say, like most people's lives are basically we're all in hamster wheels. Yeah. So we wake up, our days are pretty much the same. Yep. And you wake up the next day, you repeat, and you just keep repeating the same things over and over again. Hey, it's I a feel hamster that wheel. a lot of days. I yep. mean. You know, you might look at that as a derogatory way of putting it, but no, just face it, that's what most people's lives especially are. Especially if you have a nine to five type of job. Right. And even if you don't, you still have you a still routine. Have, I, I have that a lot of days. So, but 
every time you pick up a book, every time you travel somewhere. Yeah. Yeah, there's hundreds and hundreds of different things every time. Hell, I mean, TikTok even does it does this because it exposes you to new things. Right. I'm going to argue that a lot of times it's not good things, but but, but you know, it's, like it's, it's still exposing you to things, and all of these things take you out of that hamster wheel. Yep. And because the more you do that, the bigger your hamster wheel gets because mo- the true. more of the world you've been exposed to. Yep. So, I that. And this book is masterful at that because it takes you so yes. far out of the the uh, the hamster wheel. Yeah. So it is. It's it's very true. It's very true. It takes I, you out of the hamster cage, for heaven's sakes. I feel like how how nicely I talked about this book. I should almost give it a higher review, but I'm not going to. Eh. Uh, we're we'll stick with where it's we're fine. at. We'll so. stick with where you know. So. So yeah. So do you have anything else that you would like to add? No, to I that? think I pre- went pretty I was gonna say, we, good gaga over this episode. So I think did. we can wrap it up. I know you went so gaga, you make me kind of wanna <laughs> wanna read it, but so. I don't know. So yeah, well, I'm I'm pretty excited about that book for you. For me, maybe. So with that, if you guys have anything that you would like to contact us about, you can reach us at stigmasandopenmoons at gmail.com. You can also find us at Instagram. And you can find uh, another uh, another episode in a couple weeks here. And thanks, everybody, for tuning in. We'll see you on the next episode. Talk to you later. <laughs> <laughs>